I'm Bobby. I'm Evan. And coming to you from the real dimension. I mean, this we are currently in the dimension. You and I, we're existing in this. This could be a podcast. This could be a podcast. I want to explore Metallica's <laughs> catalog <laughs> in a ska sense. I, I think, uh, what's it? Uh, I feel like uh, Master of Puppets. <laughs> yeah. Well, the theme and variation with the different rhythms and everything that they go through. Like, I mean, a lot of Metallica songs are very complex. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of ska music is not. Um, so. Oh, fuck you. Well, it's well. How dare you? A lot of if if you <laughs> How know. How dare you? Uh, if ska songs, a lot of them are just you know we're going to be up here the entire time. There's not a lot of dynamic shifts. There's a, there's loud soft right. as right. with any music right. for sure. Right. But you're not you're not doing meter changes a lot in ska music. But you can Probably. explore meter changes in ska music through, through Metallica. Metallica. Yeah. And I love the idea that the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Did we figure it out on the podcast that the Mighty Mighty Boston's were older than us? No, that was just us talking. Just us talking, we figured out. Because it was 1982. 83. 83. And you were born? 83. So Mighty Mighty yeah. Boston's are as old as you are. Right. Which is insane to me. Right. I think it's interesting that they're from Boston. I wonder if that that's where sense. the boss comes from. Uh, no. Well, they're from Boston, Massachusetts. Well, so is that where the Boston's like, I doubt that they named themselves after the Boston's. No, I doubt that they named themselves after the Boston's, but the only way we're going to make our band mighty, mighty Metallica yeah. work is if we state the, uh, the, the, the case V mighty, mighty Boston's from the Boston's because right. the Boston's were a band. Let's let, and maybe there's boss slash tones. Which, no, well, no, no, that no, is no, also no known bathroom. as the yeah. boss that slash tones. Because I'm, I, I feel that this is a solid case in court. I feel like you can, <laughs> you Metallica can come at you with their weight and, it, and be instrumentally like instrumentally sparse acapella based harmonic style known as Philadelphia doo wop. Philadelphia, well, you know the boys Phil- men. Yeah, Phil- well, Philadelphia boot now. Uh, okay, so a ska punk band called themselves the Boston's was formed in Boston, Massachusetts. So they were originally called the Boston's. This, ah, even, this even strengthens our case even, case even more. Part. After finding out about the long defunct group of the same name, the newer band changed its name to the Mighty Mighty, Mighty, Mighty Boston's at the suggestion of a of bartender a friend in order to avoid any possible legal it's hassles. This is 100%. This is a legal case. Like, yeah. I, I want to start. The mighty mighty, mighty, mighty Metallica, Metallica just copyright trademark. TM. You cannot start it from this point on. Okay, we've already dealt with that with our podcast. You want to put out a Metallica parody group ska band ska band yeah called the Mighty Mighty Metallica yeah and I think that's because it would fall under parody, so we'd be all right with I think so with uh, copyright right. You know, it's funny, right? This it's, is a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. We're it's clearly, clearly parody. Yeah, so I think that I think that legally has its own. I think more. it's um, we cite weird, uh, you know, uh, blank versus weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. You know, we're we're the mighty. We're just citing the mighty mighty Boston's defense here. Exactly, the mighty mighty Boston's defense would be like, yeah, yeah, you mean Metallica all day long, but we are mighty mighty Metallica. We are mighty mighty Metallica. We're a totally different band. Yeah, the mighty mighty Metallica. I think the, that's even stronger. Mi- even stronger. The yeah. mighty mighty Metallica. Yeah. I really, <laughs> I almost want to do it just to get sued by Metallica. I just want to see how far I just want we can get. get. Uh, we're going to get, so see, as far as we can get until we get that awesome cease and desist letter, and then we'll pin it up on the wall. And we'll pin it up on the wall and be like, we're, we're taking this That's thing it. far. We're going this, a long yeah, ways this with this. This is it. 
and and I want to. Uh. I want. I would hope that Metallica is. You know, uh, they're dead on the inside enough where they just uh. don't care. They oh, fought. No. no, they fought enough. I think they're going to continue. I think they're you continuing think? to fight. Yeah, I they're extremely litigious. Well. In rightfully and so, I agree with the reasons. Ulrich. I agree with the reasons why they were litigious. Well, because it, it's it's valid. It's a valid thing. Their music oh, was being no, stolen oh, from oh. the record. It was it was being stolen from the recording studio. I mean, and then uploaded. We don't have to get into it. We we're can, not going to get into um, no no. But we the nuances. I'm going to defend Metallica until they sue me, and then except I will, for Skull, Hold on. It I just want to own the record Skeet that Ulrich. I is Lars Ulrich a piece of shit. I don't know him personally. Would it surprise? He's like Donald Trump. Honestly, he's like Donald Trump. Every single interview I've ever seen ever of Lars Ulrich, I did not like him. Mm, yeah. Even even when he had valid points, you know, you watch <laughs> that, you watch that, uh, the behind the music, and yes. it's just like, well, fuck, no, you're clearly a pretentious piece of shit. Sure, clearly, sure. It wouldn't and, surprise well, me here's if he the came deal, across. I mean, and this is me being totally uh classist i guess probably mm-hmm. you're the fucking drummer man <laughs> i mean i don't know what he brought to the table oh, um, you know maybe you know i'm sure i'm sure he brought plenty mm-hmm. but you know he's half of metallica he's him, half yeah him and james hadfield are the like they are the the alpha and the omega of metallica basically i mean and i recently rewatched. um i recently watched for the first time actually um yeah. the making of the black album it's like found footage that i've seen a lot and uh, like the behind the music yeah. and everything like that but i've never actually watched like the making actually of the making album. of the black album which is fucking insane that coming off of and justice for all and justice for all yeah. so you know they had a really big uh cult hit uh critical hit with master puppets yeah um and then their bass player cliff burton died was killed in a car accident in a freak black ice accident black i ice walked ice. up the, uh, down that yeah. highway in my underwear i did not see black ice yeah it was probably very traumatic anyway I, i'm gonna make shit out of you just because more, more because like there was a kid <laughs> in when i went to college there was a kid and he named his band black ice Oh, After, really? It was oh, just like, again, you know, like, this is oh, Black Eyes? Oh, man, like that uh, bit from uh, that Behind the Music with Metallica. He's like, that's exactly what we was from. We saw that we were listening to that and we thought that was so cool. So cool. That's how he died. So he's like, uh, yeah, okay. That's the Dave Matthews Band effect. Yeah. You're suffering from that. I mean, because they probably really went through a traumatic thing. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not saying that they didn't. Also, like, uh, Chris Hedfield, like, James Hetfield. James Hetfield. I love your. This guy knows Metallica over here. <laughs> Skeet Ulrich, <laughs> Chris Hatfield. Uh, Hatfield and McCoy. Uh, Kirk Hampett. Like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, like, they just don't. Like, that guy, James Hatfield, uh-huh. doesn't seem like an absolute piece of shit. Like, uh, enough of a piece of shit for being a rock and roll star for ages upon ages. Sure. Okay. Like th- I like an appropriate amount of appropriate fuck, amount of pretentious, a pretentious fuck you. Uh-huh. I, you know, I'm doing my thing. I'm working. I'm doing my thing. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. And not in certain level of I give a fuck, but I don't give a fuck. And I, if I as compared to uh, Lars, Ulrich. Lars Ulrich, who is just like, I am the best that has ever like come across this world. Yeah. And I'm going to be the spokesperson for everybody doing everything wrong right now so fuck you you're you're getting convoluted as much as you don't want me to talk about the record I know, industry i, know, I don't I know, want you I know, to I know, conflate, I know. you know what lars Ulrich comes yeah. across in an interview with spin magazine versus no, no. you know versus it was the, like the, the torches the music 
They're behind yeah, the music. Of course, yeah. Like he was said, again, he came I, off incredibly pretentious. My biggest uh, his cre- c- congressional testimony. He came off incredibly pretentious. But he was right. <laughs> And this is the, that's yeah, my, my biggest yeah. comp. That's my yeah. biggest comp is Donald Trump. It's like, is he a pretentious asshole? Sure. Yeah. But it doesn't mean he's wrong. Yeah. Like, it, like he's he's right here. Like he's he's correct that like yeah they're stealing our music and blah 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 blah. We don't need to go into it. My yeah. point is is I was watching the um, um, the uh, making the black album coming off yeah. of sure. and justice yeah. for all. That, it, like that had all that had hits on so, it. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah Some I mean, would say it was like one of the top ten albums ever made. You know, selling uh, yeah. of, of like it was one of the most successful albums ever made at the time. It, it, still to this day. Mm. Yeah, uh, we'll yeah. look it up after this. Sure. But um, I found it amazing that a record label would decide for a thrash metal band that was very staunch in being a thrash metal band yeah, I mean, that did not want to make hits, that did not want to make radio right. friendly stuff. All throughout the eighties, they were like, they're all they're all seven minute long songs. They're, exactly. I mean, they're, they're even in Justice for All was. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, you know what would be fun to do? Let's put together. Let's just put a film crew in there for a year and a half. A year and a half. It was fuck. It was almost two years to make that album. It was a insane. Year and a half. And they're like, yeah, let's just, I don't know, let's just follow them. And then, like, they, they're they in the studio in uh, in L.A., San Francisco. They go up to, uh, like, near Vancouver, B.C., and mm-hmm. everything for a little bit. It's just insane to me the amount of money and time flying the wall footage that they had. And you wonder well, why the record industry, like, oh, no. was completely bloated. Like, <laughs> no. Don't wonder that at all. <laughs> Don't wonder that at all. But it's just fascinating to me because they hit it out of the park. They could have done any album. They could have sure. done it for Injustice for All. They could have been, they, yeah. and that would have been like, oh yeah, it was a good album, absolutely. Not, oh, this is going to go like diamond. <sighs> yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I mean that it's diamond. I don't know. No. I mean, but it, like one of the one of the like biggest. It did go diamond. One yeah, of the biggest albums. Uh, I mean, ever. ever. It was right. one of the, fi- commercially okay, speaking, you, one of the biggest albums ever. Okay, you're talking about the Black Album. I thought you were talking about Injustice for All, mm-hmm. as far as one of the big. Okay, that's. No, no, no. I was like, really? The Black Album. The yeah, Black Album. The Black Album was Diamond. I want to say it went five times over. Triple pl- triple Diamond or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But like, it's it's fascinating to me. And again, this is just the 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 real fly on the wall yeah. stuff because as they're editing it all together they don't under they don't really realize the songs that would be huge they have an idea yeah of like what what's our lead single what's gonna hit so out of out of the track list and here let's just do this this will be interesting pull up a black album yeah because you've listened track. to the black album right of course not jay-z's i've danced to you know entertainment at a county fair yes <laughs> Ooh, really well <laughs> go on track listing okay so you're familiar with all these songs enter sandman sad but true holier oh, than thou wow. the unforgiven holy shit wherever i may roam don't tread on me they, through the never nothing else matters of wolf and man the god that failed my mi- friend of misery and the struggle within right you're familiar with all the songs uh for the most part six of them Every, everyone with a hyperlink how about that yes pretty much well the god that failed i'm not sure about that one i'm not sure about that one uh nothing else matters yeah don't tread on me i don't remember that one around my room i know that one the unforgiven sad but true yeah okay yeah of course so i so out of the ones i'll just give you the ones with the hyperlink yeah which one did you think they wanted to bob rock the producer wanted to be the lead single of this album Mm, nothing else matters nope no nope Okay, so one that without a hyperlink. No, it's one with a hyperlink. It's oh. one with a hyperlink. Yep, it was a single. It just Ugh. was not the lead single. And this is what I find fascinating about that fly in the wall footage that they had. I don't know, The Unforgiven. It was wherever my wherever I may roam. 
Okay, that's that he thought like not even. Well, and it's it's interesting because Bob Rock worked with uh, Motley Crue and um, oh fuck, what was the other band? I think it was Bon Jovi. It was Bon Jovi okay. and, and uh, so the man Motley knows Crue. hits when he hears it. Well, it was a certain level of like energy, like that he wanted oh. from it. It was, a, and that's where wherever my room had like that kind of energy, like come out. He's like, come out of the gates, you know. You'll just have this energy yeah, okay. with the song, versus a song like Enter Sandman, which ended up being the lead single and one of the biggest singles of all time. But like it just like that one. Entertainment. It's they, got such a great slow build to but it. They don't talk about that song at all in the making of <gasps> in making of the Black Album. No shit. It is. No it shit. It is nothing in that in that whole album. Like I mean, as far as like they're, but they talk about it. They talk about it in the, in the not program. as much. They spend more time on nothing else matters. I guarantee. Okay. You in the, that. But they did like oh here's the song. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's oh, just, oh this yeah, is yeah away. we're working on yeah, yeah. like say your prayers little one yeah. and like oh cool yeah that's right. and they talk about sad but true because they didn't know about drop D tuning. Like, so Bob Rock showed him that, but yeah. I, I find it fascinating That's that the entire their entire time, and they they don't really realize what they have, and it's so I, innocent. It is really innocent. They don't really realize. That's funny because every all the all the footage after the fact after they cut everything together yeah. it was when uh, the album was released and everything. Because yeah. I didn't know this, but they did a um, they did a listening party in Madison Square Garden. So. They sold. Okay. They sold out Madison Square Garden to play the album. They played the album. No, they, they played. No, the no, no. They nice. played the recording. Somebody just said, "Click, click, play." Yep. And they uh, sold out Madison Square Garden. CD players. Yeah, they sold out Madison Square Garden. And James Hetfield's just on stage, just nodding his head. Mm, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's. Mm, yeah, that's pretty good. Which isn't. That's insane. They sold out Madison Square Garden playing a playing a recording of their. Music. I wonder how much they charge for that. I wonder if we can find that out. Uh, yeah, that that'd be my listen. Hey, you want to come? You want to go to this place? And you want to go to New York? And you want to go listen to the absolutely brand new album that this band that you love is coming out with? And we can all sit there and listen to it all together. I mean, would that be worth something? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, the amount uh, here before anybody else ever heard it. Yeah, I mean, pretty much you'd hear it before anybody's. I mean, that's uh, like the people tuning in for an album drop. You know, that's just. Um. Well, it. It begs me, it it begs the question of how much did the record label know that they they had an opportunity with the right producer and the right the right song selection yeah. to catapult this band from what they were to the stratosphere yeah because again like that's an incredible fan base and not that say that they didn't have an incredible fan base that would sell out mm-hmm. Madison Square yes. Garden yes to yeah. listen yes. to their album they yeah. had that fan base to begin yeah. with but that's a very dedicated fan base. But I always go. I go back to that film. Group. Also in New York, yeah. True, but like I go back to that fan of uh, the the fly on the wall footage. It's like how much it costs to just go through that film at that time. <sighs> yeah, I mean, right. So back the the then. record label had to think that there was something that was going on. Well, I mean, and well, I think it's really interesting when you're when you're watching it to say like they don't talk about Enter Sandman. Like, when, quite honestly, their biggest song. Is glossed over. No one that has the ear. Bob Rock is an amazing producer. I love him to death. He's never. You know, he's not like. Yeah, you guys got. You guys got something here. Guys, whoa, 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 whoa. What this was that? This is it. This is the. This hit. is it. Oh man, that's great. That's, it. that's fantastic. That's it. This is the hit. Guys, with that breakdown. Oh my gosh. Hey, you know what'd be great if we did a breakdown and like you say like a prayer and shit. Yeah, It'd and they fucking, do. They do that. Like okay. you hear them do. You hear them go through that. But like, uh, so. It sold six hundred fifty thousand copies its first week of release. 
and spent four consecutive weeks at the top of the Billboard 200 in the late summer of 1991. It's gone on to sell over 16 million copies in the U.S., um, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Whatever, okay. The band began writing sh- short, simpler songs. But, yeah. Uh, partially because of how bored their fans looked during their concerts? Uh, no. I, That's, uh, I doubt that. Uh, Understand was the very first thing the band wrote for the album. Sure, whatever. Okay. Um, James Hetfield's lyrics for Enter Salmon were originally about crib death. Okay. Okay. Sure. Well, like some Metallica picked Bob Rock to produce the record, despite not being big fans of the bands he had previously worked with. That's true. Okay. Although the Cult is a fantastic band, and Loverboy. I met Loverboy. Loverboy, really nice guys. Yeah. Everyone's working. I'll for stop the, the world and met with you. No. Everyone's working for the weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend. I'll stop the world and melt with you. Who's that? Um, I'll stop the world and melt with you. Is that lover is it Loverboy esque? World and melt, melt with, with you. you. I've seen the difference and it's modern, modern English? English? Yeah. Uh, so totally the same band. Totally the same band. <laughs> okay. Uh we close. Wait. What? The Black Album marked the first time that... Me- oh, that Metallica used three different guitar tunings on the same album. It's like They were the first time that anyone ever did that? I have a hard time yeah. believing that. Uh, the album was also... M- this, by the way, this is uh, the Black Album top things Rolling you Stones. didn't know. So this yeah. is what we're reading from. The album was also marked the first time Metallica had ever recorded their basic tracks live together in the studio. That's what the okay. flying the wall footage shows. Uh what James Hatfield's vocal performances on the Unforgiven and Nothing Else Matters were directly Aww. inspired by Chris Isaac. Mm. Okay. Mm. Wait, this is so weird. In an interview with Chris Jericho. Jericho. Like, okay. What the fuck? This is all over the place. Yeah. Three out of the four members uh, of the band were going through divorces during the making of this album. Ooh, that's interesting. Um, th- this has nothing to do with the fucking. Okay, here. Okay, finally. James Hetfield worried that Nothing Else Matters would make Metallica fans throw up. On August 3rd, 1991, Metallica took the unprecedented step of debuting their album with a free listening party. A okay, free, free oh, listening see party. There, so there's the... So there's at Madison Square the, Garden. Hold on. That's a hyperlink. Click on that. Okay. That's what I want. And the time Metallica hosted the world's, the world's largest, largest album listening party. That's Now, great. that's how you uh, get that's fans. That's it. You give them the... You, you free. The irony. How much? How much? The irony. How much would it cost to rent Madison Square Garden just for a listening party? Hmm. If I decided to do that today, for me to just rent Madison Square Garden, It'd be a lot. But there's no like no, there's no production. I mean, we still what's have the to pro- rent the building. It's what, still yeah, the that's name. what I'm saying. How, I mean, how, how much to rent? Med- as as compared to just like like putting on a full show. Having like a bunch of dudes come in, set up a stage, set up lights, set up speakers, set up everything. I'm, sh- I'm g- well. I guess there's speakers they have to be set up, but yeah, I mean you're still getting the basic like people. Like there's still concessions. I'm sure. Yeah. There's still ticket takers. There's still like popcorn. How, how much, much popcorn? popcorn was consumed? I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't. I eat. would totally just eat a big bag of popcorn while listening to. I'm ready to listen to the new Metallica album, guys. Let me got my popcorn. Wow. You know, I didn't know. I mean, come on, feather in the cap, free. That's nice. Free. That's really nice. Well, yeah, that's what the that's what the record company would do, because they cared. You well, know, and they had the money to burn. 
And they could just burn a bunch of money and bill it back to the fucking band. But even that, but even and build it back to the fucking band. No, even let, let's just put this thing into context here. Okay, so what? It's nineteen thousand people. Correct? Is that uh, what we said? Oh, I don't know what Madison Square Garden is. Um, nineteen. Yeah, 19, uh, I reported nineteen thousand tickets uh, through a special promotion. So, what do we have here for the total? What is the capacity of Madison, Madison Square, Square Garden? Garden? I want to say forty thousand. Mm, that sounds about right. I mean, I was going to say thirty-five. Sure. Um, hold on. Just the garden is what they call it. Kids. <laughs> garden capacity. You're such a great typer, Bobby. Thanks. I appreciate it. Your facetiousness is not understood. Okay. Scroll down to the right. It should be probably on the right. Seating capacity. Boom. Oh, we don't need to. Mm, so for basketball. So for basketball, it's 19,000. 19, Ice hockey, it's 17,000. 18,000. So we're, we're at 20,000 max. Okay. So this nineteen thousand. Well, no, but you don't have a floor with the with basketball. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So, so scroll up, scroll up. Look on the right hand side. It sh- should be capacity basketball, pro wrestling concert twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. Okay. So what I said. Shut up. <laughs> but okay. So my point is. You ever watched the show the show at the garden? I've never seen a show at the garden. Walk yeah. by it, but never. I I've also walked by it. But here here's here's the thing. This is before social media. This is before the internet. Never mm-hmm. thought that. It's still an incredible risk to yeah. show twenty thousand people an album in a confined space. Yeah. That love this band passionately. Yes. But it's their first album that they're going to make a stark change. They're going to not sound <sighs> like it's the first time they're not going to sound like everything you've heard before. I okay. And that's I'll, a I'll huge give, risk. I'll give you that. Like they. Well, they do sound like it, but they don't. They, they. I don't. Stark, it's, it's how hard, stark is it? It's hard to look back. It's hard yeah, to look back because when, unless between you're master, living in it, between Master of Puppets and Injustice for All, it was considered like you went from being Slayer to being New Kids on the Block. It's. Oh. I know that's. I know that's a huge extreme it's, in between, but it, it's it's closer to that than you can than you think. It probably. It probably is. Look at the look at the headline for uh, this hyperlink. James Hetfield worried that nothing else matters would make yes. Metallic fans throw up. It is, and nothing else matters is a very different song. And the Unforgiven as well. Unforgiven. Hold and on. And the Unforgiven. What was the track listing? Go to the track listing. Hold on. How much goodwill? Okay, but Enter Sandman, Sad but True, Holier Killer. Than Thou. That's I great. I don't know about that one. It's good. Um, They're all good songs. So actually. I mean, yeah, but the first two, as far as like. Pretty, pretty rocking, pretty rocking, Bobby. Not quite the same tone. Not not quite the same. Not the same thrash speed. metal. Yep. That thrash speed. is what you're looking for. Yes. Yep. There's a little bit. Yeah, especially on like holier than thou has that. Um, there's uh the god that failed. I don't listen to God that failed again. Um, it's really good. Um, but it's they started going in, and this is also a weird world that existed in between hair metal and grunge. So whereas hair metal was dying and grunge was starting, Metallica decided like we're just going to rule the world. Well, they they did they lean 
leaned in. They leaned into that pop. They didn't. They, they had no idea that grunt. Like the, the, the uh, <sighs> smells like Teen Spirit was not, not released. Not there yet. Like uh, they no, were not influenced by smells no, like Teen Spirit. No, or but I grunt. think it's. I think it's either they writing were, on the wall. They were in load hair. and reload. I mean, of, those two yes. albums were grunge Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I like. I'd imagine that you'd be able to sit there and say, "Look at the writing on the wall," and say, "Rock is not." I mean, thrash metal. I mean, hair metal, and they they never wanted to be associated with hair metal. They were never hair metal. They were never hair metal. And they always hated them. And they hated hair metal, but they would could see the writing on the wall that hair metal was going away, and that I don't I, think they cared. But that's just my opinion. But that met, and for that case, that metal metal wasn't going to, you know. You know, Slayer and uh, Anthrax and Megadeth and those guys were not. They weren't the heavy hitters. They weren't. Yeah, they were. And those were the big four. I mean, as far as like wide culturally, no, no, they weren't Poison or Rat or Twisted Sister or anything like that. Yeah, Rat. I mean, my point is, metal wasn't going to pick up where hair metal let off. That wasn't that wasn't going to be the thing. As it, as compared, and this is me being me, uh, ACDC. I think ACDC mm-hmm. was able to ride that wave and just and they were able to continue. Very interesting point. Continue to like stay in their lane and during still, all of this and during that whole the 80s. that whole transition. Yeah, and stay in their lane and continue to make songs and continue to just be absolutely no fills on drums, <laughs> and and that's why why do it? <laughs> why why would why would you do it? Uh, and, we, and we're able to continue on. Uh, that's a very valid point because I think you're right. Where when when ACDC was existing alongside hair metal bands, yeah. but not being a hair metal and band, they weren't a hair metal. And band. transcending. I mean, I I, it, I don't think it's a stretch to say that at any point in time during the '80s, ACDC was be- bigger than any hair metal band in the world. No, no, they were like they were that third place. No, know? no, no, no. I would I would say like. ACDC, like no matter what, your poison, your yeah. Skid Rose. I mean, I, I love Skid Row to death, yeah. but uh, your, whatever your hair metal band of the flavor of yeah. the day, right? yeah, right. And some of them lasted longer than others. Motley Crue, like yeah. there, there was a time. I mean, Motley Crue is probably the best example. Yeah, if Motley Crue is the biggest hair metal band, I'd still think ACDC would be bigger than them on the billing charts. Mm. Same way with like Ozzy Osbourne is another good example. Yeah, okay. Where you're like, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, you, yeah. You guys are you guys are doing you're killing it. But ACDC and Ozzy Osbourne have you know all these other hits too, and they're still killing it. They're still putting out yeah. hit records, and they're not doing hair metal stuff. Right. You know, Ozzy kind of got a little bit into it. And then there's Guns but that's N' Roses. Just a, well, and Guns N' Roses kind of like what broke the doing? mold, right? I mean, especially with Use Your Illusion, man. That was when did you was that ninety? Uh, Use Your Illusion. I think that was, was that before later. or after? Because I want to say that was, was that ninety two. I was. I want to say it's ninety two. But um, or was that Use Your Illusion Two? I think Use Your Illusion Two was nineteen ninety four. But um, oh, really? Yeah, really. No, that was no ninety four was the spaghetti incident. Um, I'm just, so I'm letting uh, you know. I'm <laughs> just letting you know. Um, ninety one. Ninety one. September seventeenth. So, se- September seventeenth. Okay, so when uh, uh okay, it's November September seventeenth, Use Your Illusion wait, 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 One wait, wait, wait. came out. Metallica Black Album came out. Uh, what was August ninety one? August ninety one. So August ninety one, and then September September ninety one. That's interesting. A good a good month of music right there. That's interesting. Yeah, that, two yeah. months of music, I guess. But uh, I don't think they're as big. I mean, look, oh, look, I mean, I mean, it was big. It's not it, as big as uh, uh, Appetite for Destruction, but I mean, 
Metallica's Black Album was bigger than that. But. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, well, and they, those two bands kind of operated too outside of the world of out, <sighs> outside of the world of hair metal and outside of the world of grunge, which is weird. Yes, yes. You know, they tinged on it, but I think yeah. I mean, I would say that uh, uh, Guns and Roses tinged on grunge more than to the point where so Metallica and uh, Guns and Roses famously went on tour together. Yeah. In the early '90s, and yeah. That's where James Hetfield, I believe they were in Montreal. Montreal. <laughs> that was a great behind the music bit. It was. Yeah. But it was, I mean, it, that, that is, uh, they are absolutely right. Men- Metallica is absolutely right in that situation. When, when James Hetfield is blown up because of a firework, a pyrotechnic, the, the best thing you can do as a band is, is to come out and just kill it. Kill it. Yes. You know? I think I told this story on, on the podcast before, but like we booed Limp Bizkit off the stage at a, at a festival. Yes, you did. And, uh, you know, the best the best thing Metallica could have done is just come out early and start playing, but they didn't do it. No. And it was it was fine. We didn't riot in the streets. But yeah. You also, thought about it. Also, we were just happy not to listen to Limp Bizkit, but... Did it off for the nookie! Boom. So, uh, yeah, but and, and then also today, and today, uh, when ACDC's touring... It's Axel Rose, not Axel Rose. Yeah, Axel um, Rose. I don't think he's still singing. Is he, is he, I think Brian Johnson came back. Oh, actually. did he? My buddy ran into Brian Johnson at a restaurant. He said, "Oh, my my voice is all messed up. I can't do anything. I'm done. I'm done." Really? Yeah. He told my buddy. How that. long ago was that? Oh, that's ten, fifteen years ago. That's how I imagine Brian Johnson talks. No, oh, my voice is all. Messed up. Yeah, they got Brian Johnson listed as a member. I mean. I think that might just be there. Well, they have past members as Axl Rose. Axl Rose is oh, interesting. W. Axl Rose. Oh. Now, you want to talk about a pretentious piece of shit. Axl Rose? Who do you think is a more pretentious piece of shit? Axl Rose or Lars Ulrich? Well, here once again, this is me showing my classism. Okay. One of them's the fucking drummer. Okay. <laughs> so so the lead singer. That doesn't that doesn't help your argument. The lead, I'm just saying the lead singer of the band. The lead singer. You want him to be a the voice, you know, the lead. Mm-hmm. Like when people think of, you know, the band, when people think of Slash. That you know, well, slasher. Uh-huh. You know Duff McKeegan. <laughs> no. Oh they don't, I'm a Duff man. <laughs> <laughs> they don't think they don't think about the fucking drummer nine times out of ten. Unless he's really fucking good and integral to the But is he? Well, here's the I here's, guess. In, in this argument or, the, or this uh, debate back and forth of who's the biggest piece of shit. Um, who's a bigger piece of shit? Who's the bigger piece of shit, Axl Rose or Lars Ulrich? Lars Ulrich would never stand up an audience. He would never be that pretentious in weight. But he'd tell you about it. Uh, no, I don't even think he would. I, and we went out there and we played them, and I fucking I didn't want to do this at all, and I felt like shit. No. But I said. I got to play this fucking band. I got to play this arena right now for this crowd because if I don't, that's on me and I got to fucking get it done. He did famously miss a tour in, or miss a string of shows in I gotta Australia. Do no, he missed them. He missed, he got sick in Australia oh, uh, and they were on tour with Slipknot. Dave Grohl? No, they were on oh, tour with Slipknot. Oh, that's and right. Joey Jordanson, the drummer of Slipknot. Oh, right. Last minute, I fucking love this. Last minute. Filled in. Was like, hey, uh, do you guys want me just to sit in? I can I can just play. I can just do this. And I'm like, really? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I can just, yeah. yeah, totally. I'll just, I can sit in and play. And then he fucking killed it. And they're like, oh, cool, oh, Lars. Hey, you're cool. Sorry. Get all, you, you get better. You know, you just get yeah. better. Joey will just do two shows a night <laughs> playing yeah, right. with Slipknot. And then, I don't know. Have you ever played drums for 
an extended period of time. Not for hours. <laughs> not hours. But, I mean, I played I played drums in high school. Uh, kit and, or just yeah, uh, again kit. You yeah. played kit? Yeah, yeah, I can play kit. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I didn't know this yeah, about you. Uh, yeah, pet band. Well, I, would, I mean, yeah. Look, there's snare and there's percussion. Yeah, and there's I a mean, lot yeah. I, I, while I say that I'm a percussionist, I'm, I'm a drummer. I can't. I don't play. I can't play. I can't. Once again, I can't read music. <laughs> Most drummers can't. <laughs> so I can't read music. Most guitar players can't. Either. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, I can't play. Really, I never really played timpani, and I never, ever, ever played any kind of keyed, uh, you know, anything. But you can appreciate or, then w- yeah. the the physical toll that it would take yeah, to play oh yeah, like, heavy metal music for I've never, five plus hours. And I've never, never like played like I've never played in a band. I've never played a gig. Okay, so you've like, never played a gig. I've never played a gig. The closest thing was like me just playing uh, Sunday night mass. Okay. <laughs> you know that was okay. That was about it. That was the closest thing to a gig you've come to. Yeah, I just never. I kind of want to put together a gig for you. I want you to play a gig. I want you. To ch- is that a box you have to check in your life? No, I got karaoke to fill that void. And that's why he'll never be an <laughs> artist. Wow. No, I know. Like, um, like as far as like making a band and wanting to be in a band, I've, I've known that most most of the time, like. The people I was with in my life, mm-hmm. I knew I'd never want to be in a band with them, and I'd never want to like make a band. How close were you to making a band? I mean, I oh, like, there was a couple kids in high school who wanted to make a band. Who wanted to make a band? And I was like, yeah, I can play drums, and like, like we had a practice, and I'm like, nope, mm-hmm. nope. What, so you're in, you're in high school. Yeah. What what year of high school are you? I was like, uh, I was a freshman or a sophomore. Okay. Yeah. Early on, and and a couple other kids. Anyway, and. Like, just, I know that that's never going to happen. And then in college, n- I never, I had no desire. Like, there was a couple, I mean. Which is a big part of starting a band is having desire. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I just, I just don't want, I know, I'm like, my, like, my best friend in college, he, he was in a band, um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And mm-hmm. I went to a couple of his shows, like, oh, okay, that's fine. You do you, man. Mm-hmm. But never like. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy performing, and I did a lot. I still, I still do theater. I like doing theater, um, and so I don't, I don't need that outlet. I guess I don't know. Like you're talking to a guy that's done a lot of gigs. You've done a lot of gigs. Done a lot of gigs. And, like I and, get it, and it's like that's fun. And mm-hmm. once again, this is like I think I said, I've said this before. Like I enjoy music. I like music. I love music. But music isn't my soul. Hmm. I mean, and and there's like, and there, and it's a, Lars Ulrich's soul, by the a way. Lot, I mean, a lot of musicians, it's just like, if I cannot release what is inside my soul through the power of music, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm dead. I'm, well, I, I can't, I can't. And it's just like that. Ain't, I do believe that. I do believe most musicians, good or bad. Yeah. Actually, that is the approach. That, like that is, I just, I, it this is, has to come out of my body. Yep. If it's trapped inside my soul, I will literally die a thousand deaths and I will just, well, yeah. I will, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I know I'm being slightly it's hyperbolic. I'm being slightly hyperbolic, but like they just, they, they feel the need to just have it come. And I've never. Well, you're I, not an artist, so. I mean, yeah, that's that's probably it. I, that, but it's just like I just. I'm I being fe- facetious. I, I feel like I, I perform enough mm-hmm. as it is. Just like in my day to day life, in 
you know, same thing with like, like being a comedian, like for me, like I, you know, I, you know, what being a kid, man, I'd like to be a comedian. I'd love to, I think I could be a comedian. How pretentious is Nathan going to sound right and, now? Go on. And it's just like, and then after like watching a lot of stand up mm-hmm. and watching a lot of bad stand up, I'm like, man, this is incredibly difficult. It's very tough. This is very difficult. And it's very I, akin to being a musician. I don't think I could, I can't, uh, there's no way. There's. Th- it's so hard to do that. I, I don't want to do that. It's it's so hard I to, I think, up. and I, I, I think we talked about this on the podcast before, but again, the, the worlds of stand-up comedy and performing music are very similar because, again, like, we, even with theater, like theater, you are in an ensemble. There is a story. There is a there is a path yeah. that you're on. You're actually all kind of just, um, you're beholden to the story. Yeah. In, in theater, like it's going to have its own climax. A lot of times, you, when you do theater, people already know the story you're going into. Right. A lot of the time. So like, right. I'm going to see a Midsummer's Night's Dream, right? So like, sure. I know what I'm getting myself into. Yeah. Right. Versus going seeing a band you've never seen before or a comedian you've never heard of. Yeah. Right. We, we have a mutual friend. Like they went to. Uh, they went to uh, Madison local, and they're, Madison has a nice little uh, stand-up comedy place. But they, they're the comedian there. They looked at a couple of the the videos he had on YouTube, and they're like, "Oh, it just wasn't you know, wasn't yeah, what wasn't feeling it. Didn't feel the same way." Yeah. And they decided not to go. They like, that's that happens a ton. Like yeah. I listened to two songs. I, it happened to me with Death Cab for Cutie uh, in the mid two thousands, and for good reason. Well, they were one of my favorite bands, but the first song I ever heard of them. I was like, no, I'm not like it's not that good. And then I, I, they were at a festival and they were the last band playing, so I just watched them. And then there was like, oh shit, they were fantastic. Yeah, totally did. But left up to my own devices, I would have been like, no, I don't even. I would have like left, you know, like no, I don't even want to, don't even want to watch them. I heard that one song and I don't like it. So therefore, versus sitting through an entire play or a movie or a TV show or anything like that, where you're like, yeah, after you get through the first season, it's really good, you know, and like all that stuff. You know what drives me nuts is like going to a show and somebody says, so-and-so was so funny. It was so, it was, (laughs) that person was so funny. What do you mean? Well, and they're like, but it's like, I'm like, oh, like the jokes were really funny. The jokes in the show that this kid didn't write. Are you talking about like in, in like a theatrical performance? Yeah. Yeah. When they're delivering lines lines somebody else wrote. wrote. Yeah, and it's just like, oh my gosh, it's such yeah. a great. Was, you know, I love, I love that show. They are so like, yeah. talented. They are so talented. I loved on the voice when they did that Elton John cover. It was so they were, so, they're so it's talented. Like, well, that's well, not really them. Yeah, I mean, Bernie Taupin and Elton John are very talented <laughs> yeah, people. They yeah, did, they like, did a great job. Clearly, yeah. they laid the groundwork for yeah. everyone to be successful. It drives me just, nuts. I hate it. It drives me nuts too. I'm glad you're finally on board. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but uh, there's p- talented people in the world, and Ver- they're not on America's Got Talent. Versus, but, but versus like people that like go up in front of nobody they know and then start delivering and their stand-up a song line. that they've never heard i'll yeah, say they've never i'll say delivering their stand-up routine like sure. just to read an audience and be able to deliver your stuff being having the balls to like like deliver it needing yeah. to be straight with it or just like even to push forward even when yeah. they feel resistance and so like, to keep going on to not quiver and like crumble into fear and just be like oh my god i guess i'll just leave sure i mean i remember i remember when i started performing like mm-hmm. i I I was I spent years I did my high school bands and stuff like that where we were horrible and we got up because we were too stupid and young and dumb to know any better yeah and again and vice versa for the audience everybody thought you guys were great and yeah the audience also they were 
our peers, so they were fine, and they were like, and there were the cool kids yeah. that were like, you guys are good, but they also weren't good at what they did and shit like that. It was all that drama. And then, you know, learning how to play guitar, learning how to actually become a musician and stuff like that. And then when I first started playing in bands, it was it's much like approaching anything where I'm like, I'm going to go into this and I know that I don't know everything. How about that? Like that's tough. I can't I can't sing like a good singer can sing. How about yeah. that? You know? So like Yeah, I've been I'm, saying that for years. I don't need to be the lead singer of a band, right? <laughs> sure. I just wanna I just wanna play guitar in a band and, and then as it happened, like um accidentally started singing backup vocals because de facto no one else could sing in the band and mm. learned how to sing, you know, learned how to like will it out basically and figure out how to sing. And that was Were you whole, in choir? Um I ended up taking vocal lessons when I finished out college and stuff like that, which really helped with like figuring out my voice, you know, if I'm yeah. gonna be pretentious about it. But the ability still sucks. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yours is too, by the way. Ah! Uh, <laughs> ah! <laughs> um but the I mean, ability right. <laughs> Wow, well, I am an artist, so <laughs> um but but the 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 confidence to step up and sing a song in front of somebody, yeah. like sing your song yeah. in front of people that do not know what yeah. that song is, don't care really. Like just to do that, I mean, it takes a lot of time, and there was a lot. There was a lot of years in between the first time I did it and the time that I felt comfortable <sighs> yeah, doing it. I mean, that's I mean that's got to be really frustrating. I mean, not frustrating, but like. I don't know what's weird. I want to say it's it's anxious. A- anxious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's very difficult. So I had this song. I, I don't. I don't know what that feels like. Well, I showed you that. Uh, I showed you some of our songs and stuff that we oh, did. Yeah, you played that and one song and it was good. Yeah, and well, thank you. Man, I, like, you're it's facetious. Fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. It's whatever. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, uh, it's. It was. It's fine. It's we don't have to talk about this. No, song. I'm saying like it could be a song. Like, thank you. I appreciate like, that. I mean, I'm just letting you know. Okay. Cool. Like. That could be a song. I appreciate it. I mean, it technically is a song. I mean, it is a song, so, yeah. but it could be like yeah. a song that's played on the radio. It could be. I appreciate that. That's that's very nice. With better you. producers. Fair enough. Yeah. And but anyway. And a so better singer. That, and that's, that's fair, too. That's fair, too. That goes, that goes into my point. When I was writing that song, I, I actually experimented with different ways of singing that song. Like, yeah. I, like, so we ended up like going more the Mel- uh, Americana, like folk singer kind of thing with it okay but i i tried out like aggressively singing it like making it like a fast song and everything like that like making it like a real the thing you do yeah yeah kind of that thing <laughs> like, you let's do just, let's just do that thing you do exactly it's it, so an experimented <laughs> with it and i remember um, my bass player in the band and i tried and i tried to forget you girl so we, we we basically did that we just went through and was like what if i sang it like this what if we did it like this what if we did it like this this and like we just did like seven different feels of the okay. song and every time it'd be like ska yeah we didn't do a ska version <laughs> which would have been good i'm gonna have to hear the song again maybe we did a, i could do a ska version. we might have done a reggae version of it i i, I mean we were <laughs> way into bonnaroo and <laughs> festivals at that point so at that point in my life i was living out of a tent mm-hmm. essentially a band <laughs> yeah. house is essentially a tent yeah, yeah sure yeah but but experimenting with different ways of singing, which none of them were my voice. It was just me like trying to sing like this, and I yeah. think that was uh, that was a big thing of like finding your voice. We, Did you, you ever try singing like James Hetfield? Yeah, yeah, one of those ones, which is very different. Wagon wheel. Yeah, well, it was basically wagon wheel. I can't remember. And then your song, right? No, 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 no. My song is better than wagon wheel. Oh, whoa. Easy. <laughs> Easy now. Easy there. Sorry. I got a little Lars Ulrich <laughs> there. A little, little Axel Rose. Jeez. Uh, Hold on. Ugh. 
I would like to say my song's not as overplayed as Whack and Wheel. How about that? <laughs> you got that. I got you that. You got that in me. your pocket. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I. I uh, <laughs> you this is a funny story. So when our band broke up, uh, how sad was that? Uh, I was fine with it. I I hated the people in the band. Everyone but the lead singer. I was fucking pissed off with when we broke up. Like how many dudes were in this band? Um, started off Including with five. Yourself? Five. Five total, dudes. and then uh, one left to go to. Uh, we were all going to move up to Minneapolis together. This is a, this is a funny little story. Okay. This shows uh, like just spineless people, you know, just when you run into those spineless people in the world, like they're great. They're good people. Yeah. I'm done with this podcast, by the way. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. oh, I got you. Okay. I'm joking. I see, That's I see, a joke. I got That's you. a joke. Gotcha. Spineless. Um, so Giving up on dreams. They're, good, they're good people, right? They're, yeah. they're fine people, but you know, they just have no spine. So they don't like confrontation. Okay. And so we, when I moved, I moved back to Dubuque. I moved from Iowa City, I've dropped out of college for the second time, moved back to Dubuque, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, we're going to be in this band, we're going to do this. All right, we're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. And I said, from the get-go, we're going to change the name of the band. The name of the band was Black Bloom. And I said, that name fucking sucks, and we're going to change it. We're going to do anything else. we got to change the name of the band, and we have to live anywhere else other than Dubuque. That's all we got to do. Those are two things we got to do. We have a very talented lead singer. Uh, my buddy was a very talented uh bass player musician we had all the we had a good amount of parts yeah the right pieces R- yeah right pieces enough drive and stupidity to like yeah. go f- forward and everything like in that. The your like, youth yes yeah and i'm said these are two things we need to do we need to change the stupid fucking name black bloom and then we need to move out of dubuque iowa Kay. we need to move to a major city we have made many to choose from yeah and so we settled on minneapolis okay and like we're gonna move to minneapolis we started looking at apartments we started looking at houses and everything with that started doing all this stuff and our buddy uh that was in the band he played uh keyboards um, and it was our de facto producer, really into sound oh, and everything well, like that. Yeah, okay. He was like, "Okay, I'm going to go to school in Minneapolis. All right, my dad's going to my dad's going to pay for me to go to school in Minneapolis, and I'm going to go to recording school. I'm going to learn how to record." And mm. I'm like, "Awesome, that's great. We're going to go up to Minneapolis with this Done. guy, and we're going to start right. our band here." Okay. Ready? And then, like two weeks before he moved up, he was like, "Hey, I'm going to move up to Minneapolis, but you guys aren't, and we're not going. I'm going to quit the band, and we're just going to. Uh, I'm just going to move up by myself." And just focus on school. And I'm like, uh, well, fuck. I thought we were all going to, thought we were going to move up together. Like we were going to, he was going to move up, start going to school. We were going to find a place. Like basically he was going to scout out where to go. And it was like, no, I'm basically, my dad said that he'll, he'll pay for me to go to school, but I have to quit the band and I want to, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? Like. I just and quit school. I I quit school the second time, and this is like probably this is probably nine months into it. Like this is close to getting close to a year being in the band of like trying to get him to go this yeah. far, and uh, so that was very frustrating. And yeah. then when they so when he left, then we became a four piece, and we we ended up using him to record. And he's still a good friend of mine, and but again. Yeah. It was almost like one of those situations where I knew he was going to move up and not take a, or like not be in the band for not months, take you? for months. And then he just months. he had to say it. You know, it was kind of one of those things like, hey, like, uh, so what are you guys moving up to? Like, where, uh, like, is there stuff around there? And he's like, yeah, I mean, kind of like skirting around it. I'm like, uh, but it was one of the first times I ever really kind of dealt with it where yeah. I mean, I've dealt with, I guess, before that. But um, rejection, uh, cowardice. Is, How about that? Is it cowardice or is it rejection? Do know, you it's feel not rejection? Do, do you feel do you feel rejected? Uh, no, not not in that situation. I mean, I felt um, I guess I felt let down. Is that when the band died in your eyes? 
no, ironically, that is when the band actually became a band. Because that would actually, going through our behind, this is our behind the music. Yeah, um, sure. You that, said that, fuck that guy. Well, we didn't say fuck that guy, but we're like, okay, well, this is our unifying thing. Because me joining, yeah. I joined a band where I literally, like, it, they were a four piece. They had their songs and stuff like that. And I, like. Did they suck? Added. I added my stuff to them. No, they didn't suck it, but it wasn't like fully formed. It wasn't a fully formed idea. It wasn't there yet. Okay. They didn't have a sound. They did not have a sound. Okay. There was there was elements of it. There was they were really big into Dave Matthews band. They all were. But it was like they needed one guy in the band that wasn't into Dave Matthews band. It was going to bring in other things. So that's what I did. Right. So we uh so when that happened, Sorry. when he left the band, he oh, that became the unifying yeah. force. It was like Okay, now it's us now this is the man. Yeah. Now this is the man, and we really became we became fucking tight. We became really good at like writing our own songs. Like we, uh, all of our instrumentation kind of we figured all that out. Like we became okay. a really really good band for two or three years. Oh, and, really? Mm-hmm. That long? Yeah, yeah. It was about. I mean, that's long. It was, and uh, so to spare all the details, when here's what ruins most bands. Girls, yeah, um, I've been saying that for years. Yeah, so when my buddy, the bass player, uh, started dating a crazy woman, um, it's slowly. Are they married? No, no, thank God. But um, uh, w- we were opening for Lou Graham, a foreigner. Um, <sighs> lucky, 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 lucky. We were doing a sound check, and I remember he said something. He, I forget exactly what he said to me, but he said something to me, and I just walked over. And I whispered in his ear, I was like, I cannot wait for this band to be done so I never have to fucking see you again. And I just walked away. And Jeez. Yeah. And cause it, it was, I mean, we were living together. We were like all the time. Yeah. And again, another, and it was a bit of a portrayal too because he was like, he was my best friend in the band. Like he was my, uh, hey, this, everyone else can fucking fall the face of the earth, but yeah. it's you and me. Forever, right? Like sure. you and me are gonna like do this. Like we're both as driven as possible. Who's uh, Lars Ulrich in this situation? Who is James? We are very much the James Hetfield and Lars Ulrich of the situation. I would like to think I'm the James Hetfield and he is the Lars Ulrich <laughs> of the situation. Oh, I think he'd say the same. <laughs> yeah, probably. That but he is the James Hetfield and you're the Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> I'll be the Skeet Ulrich. That's fine. That's that's not that's not yeah. a bird. That's not a bird. That's not a bird at all. Um. I like that Sub Zero movie. Was it Sub Zero? No, not Mortal Kombat. No, Fro- Skeet Ulrich was in like Below Zero. It was oh. like garbage. Maybe with Kuba. Oh, I don't remember. It was. Dumb. I could not tell you a single Skeet Ulrich. He movie. was. He was. A I know that ice he's... cream truck driver or something. I don't remember. Yeah. I watched it, but then it, then again, I don't know if I really watched it. I haven't watched it in the past calendar year. How about that? How about that? <laughs> So anyway, so when anyhow, we broke, so when we broke up, when we broke up, it was I was perfectly fine with it. It was, I was like, I'm done. Wipe, I'm done. I'm done. Fuck you guys, and yeah, it was, it was. It, I know it was. It was harsh. It was harsh words to say and everything like that. And I totally meant it at the time because, get this, I really didn't want to fucking see him ever again. And that's tough. I mean, living and working with people it, like in a day to day basis, that's. That's real. That's really difficult. Well, and it became a situation too where, um, his girlfriend was basically a living, yeah, she was a, a shut in. Well, she was a shut in. Oh, she was no. agoraphobic shut in. Oh, and so Ooh. to the point like where 
I mean, she wouldn't she wouldn't leave the room, and then he'd be at her like beck and call. And like, and we were, again, we were even just like the little day to day stuff of like marketing a show, booking a show, promoting a show, writing songs, practicing, Work. rehearsing, doing all the things that you have to do to be in a band. You know, go to uh, your restaurant job and make some actual money so you can yeah. actually do other things and all the shit like that. He'd just like literally hang out with her in bed. Like all day long because she didn't feel good and I didn't, I don't feel good and I don't want to go like to the point where we moved, when we moved out, we moved from one house to another house. We basically like hazmat suits through their, through their fucking room because there was so much old food and garbage and shit all over the place because they never, she never left. She fucking never left. And I'm like, then now you're in this unenviable position of being like, Hey, um, your girlfriend's a piece of shit. Uh, well, she's crazy. Yeah, I mean, literally, and, that's mental uh, illness. Yeah, it's totally mental illness. But it's also a situation where it was the first girl that remotely showed, in, showed any, any interest in her. Egg. Oh man. Yeah. And so, yeah, years, years, years of it. Year Ugh. like two years of that, Ugh. and it just boiled over, and it's like fuck off. Yeah, like, that's tough. Get the fuck out of here, or like stop wasting my time. So they, I felt I felt like it was justified yeah. in the I can only bite my tongue for so long. Right. Kind of, I mean, right. have you ever been in a situation like where you you've bitten your tongue far too long where you don't have I, you have a mouthful of blood? No, I generally don't blow up. I just don't. I don't. I'm going to ghost you as much as possible. But so but when you can't ghost when you're right. when you're connected. So fr- so freshman year. Uh, so between the summer between freshman and sophomore year of college. Um, I decided I wasn't going to move back home and I was going to live in my sister's apartment. Okay. She had a free room because, uh, the, her, th- their third roommate was going to go back home for the summer. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I, I never, I never went back home. Uh, like I spent a month after I left for college in the fall of 2001, about three weeks before nine 11. Thank, thank <laughs> you for the context. Thank you. Uh, I, went, I, I never went. I, the longest time I ever spent back home was the month of freshman year of winter break. And after I, 9-11. Yeah, after, after 9-11, I spent okay. a month back home. In, just in respect for the country? Or? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Well, that and it was just- The yeah. fall. So, so, yeah, Southwest. Yeah, so living in Southwest Iowa for, for a month. Okay. And I was just like, nope. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> and um, I guess I'm done here. So my sister's like, uh, yeah, you can live with me and my roommate. And um, and we'll, you know, we're going to live in this little fourplex here. Okay. I'm like, all right, great, cool. All right. And uh, my wife, my sister's like, um, hey, you know what you should do? Freudian slip there, just by the way. A little bit. <laughs> Don't tell my wife. Uh, my sister's like, last year. Uh, I worked uh, in housekeeping at, at the college and you go through and you clean all the rooms that the students lived in. You clean all the houses. Uh, also, there was a sports camp that, that ran for like a month. So like every week you had to like go through clean rooms, change them over basically hotel style mm-hmm. for uh, the next group of students coming. She's like, it's good. You know, you literally work from 530 to 230 and then you're and then you're done. Five thirty in the morning. Five thirty in the morning. A.M. A.M. Like before the sun comes yeah. up. Yeah, to two thirty, and then it's just like then you're just like not in the A.M. Yeah, well, like, go home, you take a nap, and then you drink until, <laughs> until <you're- laughs> like from like six or six or seven to midnight, and then you then you wake up and, and that's you, your and, and that, That's what you do when you're nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> and then you wake up at five twenty, and yeah. anyhow, so okay. like 
I get up my first day of work and get up and I ride my bike to where I'm supposed to go. And, Did and, it have a bell on it? No, it didn't. Oh. And, uh, a rape and whistle? I, I should have a, a rape whistle somewhere. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm sitting there and I'm, you know, hey, how you doing? I'm Nathan. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be your boss for the summer. Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> That's how you, I'm going to be your boss. Uh, no, well, no, that she, no, the lady. Oh, she's the lady. I'm, okay. I'm doing the other I half. I thought it was a whole doing, power I'm doing move. the other, other <laughs> like, half of the dialogue. I'm Nathan. I'll be your boss this summer. That's and not then, how this is going to work. Out of nowhere, my, my roommate, my wife, my sister's, my wife, <laughs> 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 it again. my sister's roommate, who I was spending the summer with, walked in. And I had no idea that I was going to be working with her the entire summer, the entire summer, and living with her. Ah, and uh, I didn't really like her. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like, I just she was just kind of like this dead, dumb person. It's just like, okay, you're just a moron, mm-hmm. and that's a you know, you're you're fine, whatever. I can deal with you in the small short bursts. the small bursts that I have to. I, I, you know, she was inquiring and I was inquiring and I, you know, dealt with her through that and I was like, okay, it's fine. And she, she lived with my sister before. I'm like, okay, it's fine. I can deal with living with her. And it's like, oh no, I have to spend eight hours a day with this person working with you and then live with you. Mm-hmm. Like also it was horrible. There's like, no break. There's no break. And she would just say the dumbest shit. And it's just like. I can't like I like. Did you ever blow up or did it? No, no. It was how how no. long was it? What was the time frame? I mean, it was like three months. Okay, I mean, three it was months. like it was it was May May to to August, and luckily, you know, I I like fell in hard with my future roommate, like the guy who I was going to live with, like in the fall. Mm-hmm. I like he was a townie, and I spent a lot of time with him and his mm-hmm. high school friends. And they were kind of weird, and I didn't really care for them that much. <laughs> but I'd much rather do much that. Rather yeah, I'd rather just go do that, right. including like uh, just there's like okay, oh, you're a girl, and you're showing slight interest in me. Okay, we will sit and make out, and uh, the, okay, we will be boyfriend girlfriend through the summer, just because I'd rather, I'd do, rather this do this. Right. Than, and, and she was she was fine. She was a little bit of a not wet blanket, just like. Hi, I'm just I'm just existing. I don't. <laughs> I'm a non-player character. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. She, and, and and she was and she was nice. And she, I was like, hey, you know what? Uh, you're going back to school, and I'm going back to school, and you're leaving town. So let's just call this good. And she's like, oh, oh, we're not going to continue to do this. Uh, mm, no, no. And I felt bad. That was, was at the. I mean, I'm trying to think of. I mean, I've broken up with. That was yeah. that was the only time you ever broke up with somebody. I mean, uh, you I were mean, the I breaking was, up. I no, I I would say my eighth grade girlfriend. I broke up with her, but I'm trying to think. If I'm going through it. There's a couple, but yeah, but and it wasn't really. I mean, breaking up, and then it's hard to do, as then, the songs say, as the kids say, and then like, and then it was like later, and I started dating the girl, and I a uh, girl that I dated for a long time. I say a long time. It was like a year and a half, which is it's forever like, when you're 19. Yeah, uh, that's a committed relationship. It was, it was pretty. I mean. In, Pretty serious to the point where my current wife thought that we were engaged. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, when I started hanging around with my wife, she thought I was engaged to this girl, and it's like, oh, actually, no, we broke up like two months ago. You're being a scummy. She, she was like, oh, really? I thought you were like, you're a big engaged. Player I thought here. you were engaged to that girl. No, <laughs> no. Anyhow, in my 
girlfriend she didn't like it. so i was like i was growing out a goatee i was like growing out a beard for some reason or a goatee beard okay. for a play and i just looked like a dirt person like to the nth degree you know 19 year old me trying to grow a beard okay. and just like just i was trying to go grow a goatee Did it grow beard. patchy oh yeah it's, it was all like i cannot like to this day even like the connection between my mustache and my goatee is is it's pretty thin okay it's, it, there's not a lot there's not a lot there you got a james hetfield goatee well, got a little, yeah that in high school that's what i grew <laughs> that's like i just a fu manchu i believe is what they call it in high school it was like i can grow this small rectangle of hair on my chin mm-hmm. and that's what i'll do i'll do a little rectangle of hair on my chin that's what i'm gonna do this is what's gonna happen right and now. that's what i did and i did that for a in, some girls that that looks really dumb <laughs> like, oh well i guess i'll just shave this off then yeah. anyhow so i was growing out i was growing so like like me like barely pubescent me with a gross mustache mm-hmm. and i don't remember what like i was wearing like pajama pants and she like she like stopped by the dorm room to say hi to my roommate who is this the, the girl that i spent the summer with okay gotcha and I'm like, oh hey, nice seeing you. And I'm like looking just like dirty as all get out. Just this dirty. after you broke up. Yeah, this after we broke up. Dirt yeah. McGirt. And I'm like, oh hey, great, great seeing you. And then I went to see my girlfriend. And I'm like, hey, great news. I feel pretty good that you know the girl that I said I don't want to be with you saw me as like a complete dirt person. I just, <laughs> she's like, how do you think that makes me feel? And I'm like, well, I don't. You know, I'm not a dirt person, right? I'm she's just like, looking this way. I just look like this. Is this for a show? Mm-hmm. Shut up. <laughs> she, I know I'd never say shut up to a woman. Yeah, you would. Well, not really. No. No, because then it's, that's just that's called welcoming conflict. <laughs> you don't like to welcome conflict. <laughs> I don't. I, oh. No. Are you, I, a spine, are you a spineless person when it comes? I mean, I, I say spineless. It's a loaded word. Well, that's loaded. Do you enjoy conflict? Or like, no. do you? No, I would like to avoid let me, let me, conflict at all. Points, let, let me all let me fair, let me rephrase that because again, enjoying conflict is not a good thing. Right? You don't want to enjoy conflict, but right. sometimes conflict is necessary when it comes time to like. Um, uh, the the la- one of the last times I remember having conflict was talking with my mom about getting the the, yeah. the COVID vaccine. Yeah. And like, and, uh, trust me, I avoided the conflict. I avoided it because yeah. as I as you grow older, I, you want to avoid conflict well, more not, and more. The, I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, I don't want to deal. With I got it. I got shit going on. I got enough going on mentally. But I feel like when we, for me, I feel like I'm a, a black belt in conflict, which is oh. which. We, has an adverse effect in personal relationships that people that don't have uh i've noticed you know that when they don't have conflict in their life or have dealt with conflict it's it's it comes across as like that i have a very strong opinion about something or that i am very angry about something or anything like that it's like no i'm just i'm willing to deal with this thing head on right like i in the and i think the the covid vaccine thing is is a good example it's like I'm okay. I'm not mad that you got the COVID vaccine. I'm not. I'm. You're not. No, no. But I I'm I have no problem telling you why I don't want to get it, and I have no problem if we don't uh, if we don't agree that on the on the topic. Okay. Basically, it, it's just one of those things where I think a lot of people, and the COVID vaccine is a good example. The, a lot of people would get it just because they didn't want to deal with it. Like they didn't want to deal with it. They didn't want to deal with. I had a buddy that right. came over. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, he he uh, lives in New York, and a lot of the same views that I have. And he's like, I ended up getting it just because I didn't want to deal. 
I just I wanted to go places. I didn't want to have to deal with anything sure. with that. Yeah. And again, that's avoiding conflict. That's avoiding the yeah. that's avoiding the argument when you go to a ticket stand and be like, "Do you have your uh, yeah. proof of COVID vaccine?" Like, and I don't think we'll get there. I don't think we'll really ever get there. Maybe, maybe. maybe. But I actually have no problem just going bald face lies to the nice people at the counter <laughs> or dealing with the conflict. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. No, I don't. Uh, for me, I when I once again I looked at the science, Bobby. <laughs> sure. Okay. And you know, it's just like I this is fine. I don't care. Like I, I know you don't care. That's well, fine. no, like and it, it's not about it's not about as much as you don't want to talk about the record industry. I don't want to talk about the COVID vaccine. Oh, you know. Okay. Because it doesn't because it doesn't matter. It's July fifth. What are we going to talk about? Oh, yeah, was it approved? Uh, Ooh, that's a question. That is that to, a, is that today? It or? was the fourth. <laughs> It was no, the, it was they, the fucking no, fourth. No, they what? no. Let's do this in real time. What, no, but was no. it the fourth though? Was I can't imagine. It's got to be the sixth. I can't imagine that they do it on a holiday, or even the observance of the holiday. Okay, we're gonna find. I thought it was. I mean, yeah, I thought it was I, around. Yeah, I think it's gonna get pushed. Okay. Just go emergency approval, Steve. What what we have. Why, why not like, search like, this? Why not search the FDA.gov yeah, first? Because it's going to be a fucking maze. This is the update, 625. No. I see we're going to increase risk. Blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah, blah. Just, I mean, I would say. No, that's just their first. Uh, emergency approval. That's just their first uh, <laughs> things that might happen to you. Myocardos- myocardosis and pericardosis, inflammation of the tissue surrounding the heart following the vaccine. It's the first time they've added that to it. But anyway, we, we don't need to talk about it. It's fine. Well, it's, it's just going to... No, no, like, no, no, I mean, literally, just, like, no. Here's fine. the deal. It's fine. I mean... I don't want to do a victory lap. I'm not doing a victory I lap. I have a hard time believing that, you know, in six months' time, everybody's testicles are going to fall off. No, no. And, like, that's why I think I've been pretty consistent throughout this entire thing. I'm, I'm, it could be a sailing shot or it could be, you know, cancer-derived vaccine, you know, give you HIV and shit like that. Right. So you don't like MRI? Um, I don't trust it. Not yet. I, I don't. I don't know why I would trust it. I mean, like, I. I, I mean, it's it, it like any, it's 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 different. I mean, here's the deal. And like people talking shit about like, oh my god, you know, I can't believe I I saw I saw this like this morning. I think it was on Reddit. Mm-hmm. It was just like you know, it was like uh, the right wing can't meme. It was just like oh, I think some of them are very good at it. Well, no. Well, this is this is a subreddit that makes it to the popular page, like to the top page of Reddit, mm-hmm. and it, it's like, okay, we haven't we've had AIDS for this long, and we don't have a vaccine for it. We've got had, you know, we've all these drugs, all these problems. We've got all this virus, the common cold. We don't have a vaccine for it. Been trying. And you're telling me that you guys have developed a vac, you, this brand new disease that popped up out of nowhere, and you've got a vaccine for it. Mm-hmm. Out of bl- out of the blue, right? Well, gosh, that sounds. I mean, that sounds. That's fa- that's fantastic. That sounds valid, like a valid criticism. That that someone who doesn't understand what's what's happened. I mean, uh, th- uh, just uh, how d- uh, the amount of people who don't understand, and I'm going to count myself among this, as the vaccine, as the mRNA, as the new COVID vaccine started coming out not understanding how it worked, why it worked, what's going on, and how it's absolutely completely different from every other single vaccine that's ever come out yeah. ever before ever. 
so you didn't understand that mRNA was a completely different, like, first time ever I knew, used. I knew, I knew it was different. But you, the first time ever implemented. B- before, yeah. You I, didn't know that when you got it? Oh, no, no, no. I knew that when I got it. But when I started okay. saying. I'm just trying to understand. No, when I, the, when I said, I'm looking forward to a vaccine. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for a vaccine. I didn't understand that this was going to be it's, a completely different type of a, a completely different new treatment that's never been used before i say never been used before this has been studied it's forever. never been used before it's, in the mass population it, it's never had a wide adoption ever and so it's it's new it's actually never been tested though too on a wa- large population no, it not, is currently yeah, it, it is, is yeah. it's currently being done yeah I, 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 i'm curious i, I don't I, I, can't so, speak, I can't speak to that so are you are, are you of the camp that are you of the camp that believes that a vaccine um, creates greater immunity than uh, in the wild exposure? Um, yes, but so, so you, this is not a vaccine. That's what you're saying. And, and, no, no, and, no, 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 I'm just the, and, and no, like in the in the you're period, pontificating in the in the like in what what this is and what it does. It is not a vaccine. It's no, not. No, no, that's not. That's, I'm, that's uh, not what I'm getting at. Well, I'm, it's not. Well, it's not. A, it's not a vaccine. It's because not. A, it's not a vaccine because it's. It's a chemotherapy. Yeah. But anyway, and, uh, the, no, no, and that's. I mean, it, it's pretty. It's probably closer to chemotherapy than it does to, to a vaccine where we. But it's also. But but no, my point is no my my like when you when you get a disease. Yeah. All right, and then you have immunity from yeah. the disease because you had it. Yes. All right. That's been widely understood. Yeah. In the science. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, yeah. I have immunity. But then it seems like in this last 14, 15 months, we've decided to say, no, let's go batshit crazy. And if I had it and I have immunity, which it, it, we also don't have the science in to see how long the immunity lasts from getting the disease in the wild. <sighs> right. How long that lasts. Because we don't I also feel, have the science about how like long the immunity lasts where with the vaccine. I feel like there's been some waffling. Like Of course there's been waffling. I, I mean there's been oh, Cuz like, there's money to be made. Nobody well, right. There's money to be made. Yeah. I mean there's this money. is the this is the, this is the thing that I like I really stray away from making one like uh presumptive like one definitive statement. I don't okay. want to say like they're going to make our minds like goats so that we can be sheep and blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. Right? I don't want to do that. Because I don't know. I know that I don't know. I'm going to be very agnostic about this. But the one thing I can say is if there's money to be made, there are people in the world that will do anything to make the money. Absolutely. So, and that's where we're kind of seeing with this, um, um, uh, what's the, what's the, ivermectin, what we're going through with ivermectin, because the Uh, treatment. This is not something I'm familiar with. It's fine. Go on. Ivermectin is a... uh, horse dewormer it's also a oh, it's also a medication used for other it's been widely used for a long time it's off patent is what it is uh, so, so off they're, la- off, they're using it off label they're not using it's a generic drug they're, well, oh, okay. there's no money to be made they're using something that's not designed nope. to do something and it's going but it has effects of like uh, the initial when it initially started happening ivermectin was one of the first drugs uh, hydroxychloroquine being another one and zinc where they started using those to as treatments, because again, I think one of the things that's interesting about the whole pandemic that's played out, and again, not to get so crazy into this, but that we kind of ignored, yeah. we kind of ignored treatments 
We kind of ignored just like, oh, how do we treat this? Instead of how do we, like, we were just immediately looking at vaccines. We were like, can we, how quickly can we get a vaccine? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I think, like, treatments have been, like, they have, like, made leaps and bounds. I mean, you know, to the point where. To the point where people are getting barred off of YouTube if they say anything positive about ivermectin. I don't know about that. That's exactly what's happening. It's in the terms and services. I believe you because. YouTube is a garbage company, right? And they're just—they will say all. They but that's ha- what it they is. They have to. They follow did the same thing about hydro- 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 hydroxychloroquine, yeah. only because Trump said anything about it. Like, and again, like Trump's a piece of shit. Sure, absolutely, but like, it became highly politicized. It became all these things. Yeah. But ivermectin is one of those things where it's—it's it's a drug that's literally been hydroxychloroquine is the same thing. It's been used all throughout the world. Yeah. For many, many decades. Yeah. For many decades. And the fact that the only reason why it's not getting pushed or why it was swept under the rug is because there's no money to be made. That's not a few that's not a huge leap to make. What that's was the only there uh I forget the drugs I forget the, the drug name, but um it was remdesivir. Remdesivir was the drug that, that was the only one that the um C D C and the FDA recommended using as a treatment. You wanna guess how much remdesivir costs? Uh, it's probably $2,000 a dose. Very close. $3,000. And your spouse probably should have like five rounds of it or something like that. Yeah. Versus like the five cent ivermectin. Sure. Right. That's not, that's not crazy conspiratorial. Like, I don't think so. No, it's like, oh, is this thing. And so now what they're doing it's and watch, it'll happen. We'll do this in real time on the podcast, but ivermectin, they're going, they'll tweak a little something about it. Then they'll patent it because they changed something about it, and then they'll put it on patent, and then it will be this treatment that would have, that's highly effective. I mean, did you hear anything about what happened in Mexico in the summer of last year? I was busy, but <laughs> I'll give you the long and short of it. You can do your research on your own if you want. Sure, but, I'm not. But gonna. essentially, uh, they were overwhelmed with hospital uh, hospitalizations, so they. Okay. They basically tested everybody, anyone that came up positive with COVID, they gave ivermectin and ivermectin. And then it, uh, within like two weeks, it decreased hospitalizations by huh. some astronomical number. They were able to start opening up before anybody else. You really didn't hear about it on the news because it's a closed wall of anything they want to show you. Well, it's busy with summer. Yeah, it's, it's really busy with summer. We were always worried about the next, uh, the next uh, the new wave coming in yeah. and not the flock of seagulls new wave. But Oof. anyway. Okay. Yep. Let's figure this out. Okay. okay. We're here. We're trying to figure out FDA emergency approval. I think that's probably the search term you want to look for. Well, we're just, we're, we're on an article here. I don't want to read no article, Bobby. Come on. Well, I don't know when you're going to get, what you're going to get. Okay. How's the process? Blah, blah, blah. Let's go back to Metallica. Hold on one second. <laughs> what do you think Metallica has to say about the COVID-19 vaccine? Uh, I That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. Um, let's think. Get it, uh, coronavirus vaccine emergency youth authorization versus FDA approval. No, that's the emergency. That's the youth. They're still working through the under twelve submission. Okay. So, well, I mean, what what would you like me to do? I don't know. It's a really good podcasting. Right I, now. You're do, telling me. What do you, what do you want? What do you want? I thought I well hold on. I thought this was a smoking gun from you, right? No, I just I wanted to find out. I have no fucking idea. I knew it was coming up. I wanted to see how they were gonna play it. Yeah. My uh, guess is that they okay. would extend it. Hold on, scroll scroll back up. When was this article come out? Uh June first. 
whether or not we're just trying to actually find out the date. I mean, that's yeah. kind of what I'm searching for. Uh, Trial three, Ch- July twenty twenty. September clinical trial, January 20th to January 2021. Wow, it's crazy how we can't find a lot of information about when things are. Or, did you look up, hold on, are we on emergency approval? Mm Mm-hmm. No, emergency approval. Emergency youth authorization. I don't want. Do you want me to spell everything out? No, just emergency, no, not emergency youth. Use, oh. Oh. That's what it's called, UAA. EUA, EUA. Emergency Youth Authorization. Yeah, that's interesting. Is it? Let's let's start here with the emergency use authorization for vaccines explained. You think they're going to have that on there? If the FDA.gov is as trustworthy as I think it is, absolutely not. Okay. (laughs) Search for July 4th on here. How about just July? July. I'll allow that. Oh, nothing. Interesting. Okay, uh, so that's a, that's a nothing. That's a nothing burger. Who says nothing burger, by the way? Dumb people. <laughs> like, let's think here, dude. I mean, we've clicked on so many. I don't know. I really do think it's going to be swept under the rug. Like, it's clearly it's doing on the internet right now. I mean, if I hear about it, I'll let you know. We'll we'll keep it up to date. I mean, it. You have a valid point. It probably wouldn't be done today. Yeah, I mean, I, I but imagine. I also think it's around this time that it's supposed to be done. I thought I, I, sw- I swear. I mean, hold on. I'm putting faith in you, Bobby. That, yeah, you were told by people you trust. Go on. That it was July 5th or July. I thought it was around this time. Fourth, that the emergency approval for the vaccine was going to be done. Like they they had to make their decision what to do, what to do with the emergency youth authorization mm-hmm. for the COVID nineteen vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna. What to do with them? And Johnson and Johnson and AstraZeneca. Uh, I, no, I don't <laughs> think so. Well, Johnson and Johnson one's more of a traditional vaccine. Mm-hmm. I thought. I don't it, think it's an mRNA. It's just it's a well Moderna a full request. Hold on. Oh, did you find it, Bobby? Well, no, I just, uh, like, at least found dates, and this is June 10th of 2021. So, news that Moderna is seeking emergency youth authorization for of its COVID vaccine for teens and adolescents. So, they're searching for that. Okay. Yeah. Teens, uh, yeah, so it's, it's so currently just... approved. It's currently approved for children up down to 12 years old. Here's the real question, though. How many people yeah. do you think in America, if you were to do man on the street, yeah. X out of 10, all right? Okay. How many people do you think even know that this vaccine's under an emergency youth authorization? Use. You keep saying youth. Use. No. Use. No. No, you keep no. hearing youth. I keep hearing youth. It's use. Uh, Sorry, how I many? Uh, I would say, oh, I, I feel like I'd be generous if I said two. Okay. I, I feel like that feels generous. It's probably one and a half. So it it doesn't yeah. actually really matter, right? In the grand scheme of things. No, like this is like this is not on the public radar. Yeah. And and not something no that one's is, waiting and, with bated breath. No one and then this is not something that is being pushed by our health you know, 
regulatory bodies. This is not part media of the, at all. This is not part of the. I'm going to go and say not part of the propaganda. This is not part wow. of. This is not part of you know the propaganda. I'm so proud of you. Of things being pushed. No. Okay. Cool. No, the fact that it's in, in emergency use. No. Yeah, because I, I I think the lack of finding anything about it is is a thing. And I know I'm using DuckDuckGo. It, uh, yeah, and that's and, a real problem, and, Bobby. And for you, I will do the same search off pod, off pod. Yeah. I'll do on Google. You can do your own give research. A, I'll give a, I'll give a, like a report a and see report. if I find if I find anything that's like, holy shit, Google just right there, top first link, boom, yeah. right there, got it. Um, but I, I just think it's a situation like most people don't know know about the information, right? So fuck it, who cares? No one cares. I, I, Which it actually, when I look back at like the quick turnaround of like. All of a sudden, nah, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Uh, yeah, everything's fine. It's fine. No, that was them trying to get everybody to take, get their fucking vaccines. And that, and that was it. Sure, sure, but also a way to get people. Because I don't think they want our balls to fall off. I don't think. No, they, I don't think. I'm, I don't think. I don't know. I, 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 I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty I sure that the FDA. I mean, the, the United States government. I know the FDA doesn't want it. That's why they don't approve it. The but. United States government it doesn't doesn't, even doesn't want to do us harm. Like, I, what, what about Pfizer and Moderna? I don't think that. I mean, mm. what? Like, what about Purdue Pharmaceuticals? So, what do you think? What do you think? What's okay? I no. am here. I am. I am. What about fentanyl? Okay, here I am. No, I'm. We're de- gonna ignore fentanyl. Uh, fentanyl. Uh, fentanyl has its uses. Okay, so, so with I'm, the fifteen I, billion dollars that Purdue Pharmaceuticals uh, had like, to pay out, and like, no, the problem. The, the problem is. No, we're they, just gonna gloss over that. No, okay. the. They are pieces of shit. Yeah, and all, oh, and all, and all pharmaceutical companies. It, it's been a very interesting turn of the jerking off of large pharmaceutical companies that has come about out of. He's like, oh no, here we go. Here they are, control the mechanism here for are everything. A, a thousand. Here are all these people. All these people. Fuck large, big pharma. Fuck big pharma. I hate big pharma. They they're they're horrible people. And then it's just like and. Until you're scared, and then give and, me everything uh, you had. Uh, yeah, it is very interesting. No, like, it's very interesting like, because they're, very hor- inter- they're like, all fucking horrible people. Big for pharma profit, are garbage. No, for-profit yeah. medicine is a fucking horrible thing. I mean, it's one, it is one of the yeah. worst things about our country, one of the worst things about the world, is for-profit medicine. Because all it does is create incentive to keep people sick and keep people in a state. There is, there is some of that. Uh, no, also, well, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Like, I, I see both sides of of this coin a little bit when it comes to big pharma. Okay, I'm not defending big pharma. Don't get me wrong. I literally just said in the past few minutes, big pharma's big pieces of shit. They're, like, they're horrible people. Sounds like you're defending big pharma. But anyway, okay. Go on. <laughs> like, there needs to be a really strong public sector investigation, not investigation, but development of like curing cancer and curing like there needs to be that also guess what i it's my belief that quite frankly the rest of the world needs to pay for their like we're we we are funding all of the r&d here in the united states we are funding most of the r&d for advanced uh medicine like it's it's weird i i find it ridiculous that we're uh i mean Yes and no, but yeah, I, I see what like, you're saying. I, like, yeah. it, it, like, it's like because yeah, there's money to be made in it because there's grants and we, there's, well, we like there's taxpayer dollars that go we, to our taxpayer dollars, and uh, unless you're on Medicaid and you Medicaid or a an insurance sweet that will insurance su- sweet insurance that will like just blindly not blindly but pouring a shit ton of money into it, 
if you're not in those two categories, then yeah, there's like, money. Oh my God. Pay. I can't believe that I've got to pay this much money for this amount of, for hey, this medicine. You got cancer and we can and, and at do the a same, treatment and for $250,000. And at the same time, you know, you go to, you know, Europe and Canada and all in, in Mexico and they, that medicine, like, okay, well, yeah, we'll give you it cost plus, you know, 10%. The, the, the problem is, is that, and especially just, we get really convoluted when we go into the world, right? When we, when we go into yeah. the world landscape, because of, you know, Oh, if, if ever, if medicine was just free, everyone would be fine. Well, okay, we can agree. That's not how it would work. Right. If it can't, it can't, it can't, it doesn't. It right. But here's what we can do. We can also say that like the for profit medicine is a real problem because they control the testing process. They control yeah. the, the, the authorization process. It just is. Those are handshakes done with briefcases yes. and money. Yes. Well, yeah. That's not crazy conspiratorial things to do. We can all agree that there's a well, big farmer piece of shit. Yeah. So when you're allowing those people to control the means of production of a treatment of, or even the suppression of a treatment because they sure. want to make money of something on the other end, how many, how many commercials? I know you and I don't watch any mainstream news or anything like that. But we don't watch broadcast television. We don't watch broadcast television. But 70% of the advertising of ad- yeah. is pharmaceuticals. We yeah. are one of two countries. New Zealand and America are the two countries yeah. in the world yeah. that allow pharmaceuticals to advertise on their fucking TV stations. Yeah. So they're literally, quite literally paying the news broadcasters. And again, it's not that crazy of a jump for a, a, a TV station manager a program manager to be like, hey, by the way, we're going to shut down the story that you're running about the Moderna vaccine, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter what it's doing or about I, anything with no. that. No. Uh, well, oh, it uh, never, it ne- that never, ha- that's, no, that's crazy. Uh, that's no, crazy. The station manager at the local level, local news are, hold on, are incredibly, sure. you don't understand. CEO, CEO, doesn't yes, matter. Yeah. Sure. You know, Sinclair and Gray sure. and, and those guys, sure. those conversations can happen at that level. Yeah. The local station, I'm just letting you know right now, the local station manager has like. Didn't say local. Didn't well, say local. I, you know, he, well, I'm, just, I'm just saying. CNN still has a fucking station manager, still has a oh, program sh- manager. Sh- mm, sure. Yeah. I, and they I, answer okay. to whatever the fuck his yeah, name is sure. and yeah. like Rupert Murdoch as well. And Fox Anyhow. News. So. Uh, what were we talking about? We we're talking about vaccines. We we're Metallica. talking about we we're talking about no before like when we we're talking about Pfizer shit. Pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals. Big pharma. Like, big pharma's garbage. They're they're horrible people. I can't believe they how have much great marketing teams. I will give them that. I don't know what are you talking about. They have about? fantastic at, at marketing no teams. No point am I ever thinking Moderna's, I want to sit in a bathtub and have my wife jerk oh, me off. No, Moderna because of Cialis. Moderna their marketing team deserves awards because they are they are well, fantastic. Here's the deal: I've never heard of Moderna like like as until far as, now. As, as far as big pharma, until mm. now, they've done a really good job. This last year, they deserve a whatever yeah, Razzie I, I'm, kind of I'm, award. I, mean, I don't know if it's a Razzie. I'm curious. Yeah, I, I think that you know. Can you can you at least admit that that Moderna has a marketing department? Of course, Bobby. So what's their job? Well, it's to market medicine. So it's their job is to be like, well, like I, we should just tell everyone it's really, really good for them, right? No, <laughs> right? It's just really good for you. Like it's just like you just do it's it. It's just really like, good. Come on, and all the medicines are just it's so like, good. You got it. Like you got it. Like no, <laughs> like, they really like, they're playing four D chess. They're playing five D chess. They're no, doing all like no. whatever D chess you want to put. I once again, but I, I understand that there's propaganda. Any me. any marketing team is thinking. Five steps down the road. Then what are we doing here? What do you mean? 
you and I? Or? No, no, just like with our jobs. Well, we don't have a marketing department. <laughs> well, we market it. Well, we do, but we, we're, we're, we're like a rudderless ship when we market our stuff. Like when we're, when, when, when we're talking about like major corporations that have a marketing department, no, they're talking about like whatever the influence you can create to do anything. I mean, Team Halo on TikTok. I mean, that is huh? exactly those you, words mean doing? nothing to you, right? Yeah, because I'm not on TikTok. on TikTok. I'm not either. Team but Halo, I'm a like Halo, like the game? No, and that's what you would think, right? Team Halo on TikTok is a nonsensical, like strung together connection of words or collection of words. But what it is, is it's a group of doctors that have decided to join TikTok to educate people, the youth, on TikTok. So what they do is put together like really cool hip videos about like, hey guys, so COVID vaccine. So here's like ISIS. <laughs> sure. Yeah, like ISIS, but uh, with lab coats. How about that? ISIS with lab coats. Is that a yeah. show title? Sure. Yeah. And at the end of the day, <laughs> this could be a podcast. Hey, thank you everyone for listening. Please be sure to, I mean, click the subscribe button if you haven't already. Give yeah. us a five star review. If you could just give us a five stars review of anything in April, and when you put that five star in part of the review, let us know exactly when and where. Any of the COVID vaccines were like uh, finally approved or or pushed or we're what? Searching. I am, I, I am lost. We are. I am lost. It. I'm looking looking in the weeds. I need your help, please, Obi Wan. You're the only one who can <laughs> save me right now, sweet baby Jesus. Thank you. Good night, or have a great day. I don't know what what time is it. Is it in the morning? I don't know. Sorry. Whenever you listen to a podcast, are you jogging right now? It's